0: bit of paranoia welcome to the iron in podcast welcome to tonight's show everybody i'm your host nate and i'm joined by all manner of people tonight so say hi to jason and uncle mark and our special guest corbin hello hi everybody hey everybody take turns
1: greetings
0: <laughs> uh hi, you know Nick. a week or so ago i was listening to paul security weekly and someone that we know was on the show. They said that our oh. intro music was horrible. <laughs> was that the word he used? Terrible, horrible, scary. I forget what it was.
1: <laughs> yeah, something along those lines.
0: I, I heartily disagree. And I called them out on Twitter for it, but no one responded to me. I guess we're not a big enough
1: fish. <laughs> and that was followed up by Paul saying that we should be on their show. So you know,
0: I don't, I don't know if he was talking about us or the other show they were talking about because they were talking about shows with bad. He's intro music. talking about us, damn it. Okay, totally. We should go. We should, we should call him out What's on that. What's wrong too. with our intro music? Uh, nothing. It kicks all sorts it, of ass. Our intro music is awesome. In fact, I'm going to play it again. No, I won't play it again. Hmm. Play it again. Well, maybe a few bars of it. <laughs> all right. Ah, fun fact, all the pieces of our, the intro music, the transition music, and the closed music are all part of the same song. I just clipped them out because they were different pieces. I thought that would tie the show together well.
1: It's a Creative Commons it's song, like isn't it? It's like the rock.
0: It is a Creative Commons song. Uh, it's in the show notes. It's, it is, it is, I forget the name of no, the Nobody reads those. Uh, it's nobody by reads a, the show notes. It's by a group called <clears throat> Tritachion, and the, or no, the group is Digital MK2, The song is Tritachion, or it's the other way around. I forget now. And it's like the rug and
2: the Big Lebowski. Tritachion is is the group.
0: Digital MK2 is the song. And it is a Creative Commons song. However, I have to share that along with the song. Otherwise, you know, I'm breaking their thing. And you know what? It's a good song. I want to bring attention to Tritachion. They're good. They have some other good songs, too. They're just not featured in the show. Anyway, we're not here to talk about music. We're here to talk about... Well, in general, we're going to talk about AI and the ethics around it. But the reason that we're talking about it um, is because back in June, the night that I spilled a beer on the mixer, we were going to talk about this because it was in the news. Uh, there was a, there's a a well, was, I guess, an engineer at Google whose job it was. He worked in their responsible AI project. Uh, part of his job was to discern whether AI may have gained sentience. So they actually have people at Google that try to interact with their AIs and say, I think this thing actually has an intellect behind it instead of this is just a program, program response, right? And he thought he'd found one of their AIs. Uh, they call it, I don't, I don't want to mispronounce this. Jason thinks it's La MDA. It could also be. Lambda? But Lambda is a name of a function service on Amazon, so that could get confusing. Uh, You could also just say it's L-A-M-D-A. I'm not sure, uh, but it's a thing at Google, and it's a chatbot that's supposed to be used to make, uh, like, customer service bots and whatever feel more like actual people, right? So the thing is designed to feel like a person, and it's designed by a company like Google that has put a ton of research and whatnot into AI, so of course the thing is going to feel like a person. Well... He went to the Washington Post. Well, I guess he didn't go directly to the Washington Post. Uh, He went to uh, some folks at Google saying, I think this thing has gained sentience. They told him he was wrong or maybe that he was insane. I'm not sure. I don't know what the conversation (coughs) looked like at Google. Um, So he went to the Washington Post with it. And... I mean, argue whether he should have done that or not. I don't know. I guess if you feel like people above you aren't listening, this is a thing that people do nowadays. They go to the public. Um, And he subsequently got fired over it. Now, I'm not here to argue whether the man should have been fired or not. Uh, What it brings to mind for me is this exact discussion of, well, robots and AIs. You know, this this is like science fiction here, or at least it was 10 or 15 years ago where the computers are all of a sudden intelligent and make decisions for themselves, right? So the reason we brought Corbin on is because he's got, well, his own words, he has an unhealthy, unhealthy interest in AI. <laughs> so um, I thought we would all just have a discussion around basically AI, where the industry seems like it's going. Um, I'm not an AI pro, right? I'm familiar with it. I know what it's all about. I don't think Jason or Mark are either, but I'll let you guys spe- speak for yourself, Uh, Corbin is basically a hobbyist, right? So we're not going to claim to be AI experts here, but, uh, I just thought it'd be fun to talk about, right? So, um, yeah, the computers, they're going to rule the world. What do you guys think?
2: Hey, I typed the Eliza program in from the basic computer games book in the late seventies on my Apple and Eliza sure seemed like she could talk to you, but
0: you know. Yeah. So that's kind of the thing, right? Um, I guess how like how do you know how do how how can you tell if a program is just a really good program like especially a program that is designed to seem like it's giving you a human response to something versus how do you know if it actually seems to have an for lack of a better word soul anybody <laughs>
1: hey ai jr over there shouldn't you shouldn't you be talking on this now
0: speak like
3: ai philosophy is very hard (laughs) um i don't know i'm not wholly convinced that uh we can define consciousness as it is um and in blake like The guy who stood up about all the things, his name is Blake LeMoyne. Um, When he, like, first stood up about it, he's changed his story a few times, um, and it's kind of confusing. So, like, he went from, oh, my God, it's sentient, to, uh, uh, oh, well, Google wouldn't let me do the things I wanted to do, and that's why I needed to stand up, to, like, oh, uh, uh, what was the most recent one? We just mentioned it.
0: Yeah, I was Um, going to talk about that at the end, but you can certainly jump to it now. Feel free. uh, He's just... (laughs)
3: he's changed his story a lot of times and one of the things he pushed really hard on was like Google wouldn't let us define define a scientific framework to measure consciousness basically like he he stood up and down jumped around and was like we can't make a way to quantify this and I don't know if I believe that because it's Google so it's kind of a black box but like I'm also not sure how one would define consciousness um, as, as any form of AI at the moment seems, uh, like Lambda is not sentient. It is a chat bot. It is a narrow AI. It can only do one thing and that is talk. And that's with like, I think 512 billion training sets and like teraflops upon teraflops of compute power and all of these things just to be able to make intelligible sentences. <clears throat> So I, It's the, not but, sentient.
1: But what about the Turing test?
0: <laughs> the Turing test is kind of a mute point at this point. Yeah, isn't isn't wasn't that supposed to like, be the thing, right? Oh, if you can pass like, the Turing test. Oh, no, test. Yeah. we've
3: managed to mimic human speech. But, like, sentience is, mo- is so much more than can I talk back to you in normal sentences. Like, I, the babies can, can- do it. Um, well, apparently Senences sign language
1: part of sentience is can you can you make up your own like do you have your own opinions? can you be creative that sort of thing but trying to define what that is is difficult, especially when you have billions of training sets because trying to figure out if you created something on your own or you just kind of took so <clears throat> I guess for instance, if an AI, comes up with a quote-unquote new idea by just taking a couple of ideas that it saw in its training set and mushing them together. Does that make it sentient? Is that actually a new idea? Because that's what humans do.
2: My English teacher would say that synthesizing stuff like that together and writing an essay, that would absolutely qualify.
3: Then computers have been sentient for years.
0: Right. So right. I guess but, that's, that's kind of the question, right? Um, right. what defines sentience versus really creative coding? Right. right? And, um, and this, this,
1: <laughs> this argument, this argument of, of taking things and kind of smashing them together and making something new is actually a a pretty big topic now with, with the various different, um, uh, visual bots or, or visual AIs that they're, they're dealing with now. Um, I don't remember what the name the the couple of them are called, but um, you know, you type in uh, uh you know a picture of uh, a dog playing with a kitten on Mars, and it it you know it kicks out a bunch of pictures of things matched together that kind of look like
3: that. So, like the interesting That's, thing about those, th- so there are lots of different kinds of neural networks that like are used for AI. Um, The visual ones are really interesting because they're what I specialized in when I did research. And so they're generally speaking, usually what are called compositional pattern producing neural networks. Um, They just really like latching onto patterns and then repeating them like millions of times. So you give it a ton of dogs and then it says, Oh, I think this is what a dog looks like. And then when you type in some, like, I don't know, hot dog dog, and it makes a dog out of hot dogs. And it's really funny. It's because it wanted to make the shape of a dog with a bunch of hot dogs that it already knew what they were. Like, it's just smashing together a bunch of old data, but it doesn't like Blake Lemoyne was like, Oh, well, based on my religious and beliefs, like it has a soul when he was talking about Lambda. Um, it doesn't seem like it does like it's not unique you type in things and you get the exact same response every time because it's pre-trained for that it's not dynamic like it's not constantly changing so um, now you could throw a feedback loop in there somewhere but by, like it's, it's
0: by that argument right so if, <clears throat> if I ask you what 2 times 2 is you're going to tell me 4 right because I would hope so well, right, because it's it's the right answer, but it's also I've given you input, you give me the same response, right? So trained response like that doesn't necessarily mean you're not sentient, but it also doesn't mean you are, right? Does that make yeah, sense? It's, I don't know if that's, it, maybe that's too shallow for the conversation that you're having.
3: <laughs> are you pushing towards like a gray area kind of argument?
0: Well, my, my point is, I think that well, gray area might be a, a good argument here, right? It's, it's really difficult to tell if something is truly sentient without, or I should say, quote-unquote, has a soul, without attaching, um, like, no. theology to it. You know what I mean? Now, hang on.
2: No, but <laughs> Hang on a second. If we're going to start throwing words around... Are you saying that sentience and possessing the theological construct that we call a soul are the same thing?
0: I think that's what Blake LeMoyne was suggesting, isn't it?
2: I'm fairly,
3: sur- fa- fairly sure from reading a lot of his things.
0: Yeah.
2: All right. So, so those of us who have pets, mm-hmm. you have dogs, you have cats, <laughs> would you consider those animals sentient? Like, what does sentient actually mean?
0: I always took it to mean that you have free will. No?
3: I'm not sure free will is an argument that we want to start to have. <laughs> right. well, no, I
0: just well, mean, okay. if, if so, you ask me, if you we can, ask me we what can this... turn
3: Iron Sys Admin into a philosophy podcast. Yeah, right. but like. Uh,
0: well, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> well, this is going to border on philosophy, I think, is what, this, right. is what it comes down to, right? So let's my point, right? So if you ask me, what what do I think sentience is? It's not how smart are you. It's not how well you can respond to things. It's whether you have free will or not, isn't it? I mean, certainly you can argue like what free will is all you want, but like as humans understand free will, the ability to make choices, right? That Does would your dog help. have free will? <clears throat> I would say the dog has my, free will. The dog My dog choose. runs
1: away whenever the hell it wants to, so yes.
0: The dog can choose <laughs> right. to eat my slippers or it can choose to listen to what I've told it to do and not eat my slippers, right? But that's... Right. That that just means that I'm in control of the thing that has free will, right? It still Corbin, has free will. do you? <laughs> so
2: so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna slot Corbin into the academic uh, role, right? Because I think that's what you really are tonight, right? Sure. So, <laughs> do you have an accepted academic definition of what sentience is? Not personally.
0: Okay. I'm is, sure you could. I guess is there one? Is the the next question. I don't know. Maybe we should have looked this up. Research.
2: We could. We could look "sentience" up in the dictionary. But when, so, Just don't ask so, Google. if you start at the beginning, can can we can we assume that AI actually is a reality? Like, what would you? What would be your definition of an AI, Corbin? Uh, so I think it would be.
3: Any, any kind of structure that very closely mimics or exceeds human mental capabilities. Um, like our current networks are basically bordering on trying to create actual functioning neurons that can do multiple things um, the same way that a human brain works. Now, it takes entire data centers to do that, whereas the human brain is a small thing inside my head. But like... Yeah, a couple of pounds of bacon fat.
2: But so, does but it, can we? Can, like would, would you say if you have to give a binary answer, would you want to say that, that, that AI is a reality at this point? I, would I have we actually say created scary. artificial
0: intelligence.
1: It depends on your definition of AI.
0: Yeah, that's the that's a okay. scary part, right? Who's defining this? Podcast which is, with which
1: Bill is a Clinton. huge problem. So, like, if and you I'm define. Not, at- if you define AI as a fully sentient, you know, we've reached the apex, then no, we're nowhere near it. If you define yeah, AI I, as something that can complete a task given to it within whatever training you know it needs to do that task and not expect it to be able to handle other things, then yeah, we, we have AI that runs all over the place
2: right. and And I'm not trying to trick. I'm not trying to trick anybody or whatever the way I'm thinking about it is you're going to have progressive levels. Like you can write an if then statement that can make a simple decision based on specific input.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And my understanding of AI is it is a programmed system that has the ability to synthesize new decisions based on rule sets, but it's not just doing a bunch of if-thens to get to a predetermined path.
0: Right. The difference between so an like, if-then and an AI is that there's not an if-then <clears throat> behind it, right?
3: <laughs> yeah, but if, if you start thinking about it this way, you, you hit the fun little thought that, like, you can abstract things so far that if-then statements can be any kind of consciousness that we are currently aware of. Like, mm, you true. can set up, like, four-dimensional hyperplane support vector machines and all sorts of fancy stuff... And they're just if-then statements stacked on top of each other. Any any kind of thing you can talk about statistically can just be a set of if-then statements stacked on top of each other. So it's not exactly useful to think about it that way. So how is it useful to think about it? I like to think about it more qualitatively, because that's exactly what consciousness is. Humans are not quantitative by nature. Um, like so, Like... We are in a sense, but like we're also squishy flesh bags in meat space. So like, you know, who cares if we're measuring uh, the amount of neurons in our head versus the amount of like nodes in a neural network? Like it, it doesn't matter that much outside of the capabilities and the loose definition of how things function.
0: <coughs> so AI like, then is more about capability than, how, than technology. Is that what you're saying? Yep.
3: Yeah. Yep. It's why I also think that <clears throat> current approaches to AI are really, really redundant. Um, things like to hit a ceiling in AI, uh, especially since projects like GPT-3, Palm, DeepMind, like they're just hitting a ceiling where they're keep th- they keep they keep throwing data set after data set after data set at things to just refine it more and more. But it's not improving. It's just the law of diminishing returns. I, so when you say I it's think not- learning.
1: learning learning in the ai space is very different from how a human learns so in in order for in order for an ai to learn you're going to throw just ridiculous amounts of data at it you know more than any human really will will ingest in their lifetime and at the end of it you're going to have an ai that is still as dumb as a rock it might be able to do one or two interesting things and and you know it's 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 kind of a neat well, concept, but it, it can't it, come anywhere near what a human can do.
0: Well, this, this comes down to the, like, what what do you consider dumb as a rock, right? So it's it's like the old argument, right? There's a, there's a bunch of very smart people in this world that aren't very wise, right? So does that make them yeah. dumb as a rock? Because so, that's, that's so, kind of AI, right? If you throw all of the human knowledge into an AI, it can answer any question it wants. It's not... Dumb, quote well, unquote. It knows a bunch yeah, of things. Yeah, well, I, I don't doesn't I, know how to apply even, them.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. But 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 even if you've thrown all of human knowledge at an AI, it can't necessarily answer all the questions. It can answer the questions if the ingested data had answers to those questions in it. But but making answers for questions that weren't already in there—that's that's like a next level thing. Sometimes it can infer things, but it doesn't. The AIs that I've that I mean I haven't done as much as as what Corbin's done, but you know the AIs that I've seen can do a lot of inference, but they can't really come up with new concepts. They can't really come up with new ideas and and, and that sort of thing. And and by dumb as a rock I mean take a take a newborn, right? By you know two years old, that newborn can do things like that no AI could ever do. Um, you know, walking and and babbling and talking and pointing things out and and just figuring stuff out on its own. Right. AIs AIs that have been fed like, you know, terabytes and petabytes of data can't do that.
3: Yeah. So, um, uh, Google's Lambda was fed on 137 billion parameters and it can only talk and even then, if you talk to it, it does not make sense. Sometimes it's impressive for what it is, um, but I I have great concern about uh, bias and like actual inequality in data sets and like so many other safety things with AI. That wondering whether or not it's conscious, like it's not, it's not a concern outside of how AI can actually just damage real life if it's misused. <clears throat> Like, whether or not it's sentient doesn't really matter if you're using it to harm people.
0: <clears throat> There's a lot of sentient creatures out there that still harm people. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's, that's the fear, right? We've seen this in science fiction movies over and over again. We saw it in the fifth element, right? Lilu learns all about the history of the world, and as soon as she learns about war, all of a sudden she decides humans aren't worth saving. Right. Or, you know, the robots from the Matrix or, you know, re- rinse and repeat all of the, quote unquote, artificial intelligences that all of a sudden decided humans weren't worth the meat they're made Skynet, out of. Skynet, maybe. Right. Right. There you go. The Terminator. Right. The the Our know.
2: fate was decided in seconds once Skynet
0: became self-aware. Skynet became self-aware. Right. And then it's like, oh, these humans, they suck. <laughs> so, um, so like- which which actually brings us to this this fun. Uh, I I don't know which one of you put this in here, but it's it's perfectly timed because it came out around the same time as this uh, uh, article about Blake Lemoyne, uh, this chess robot that broke a boy's finger. I remember hearing about this on like the normal, average, average, everyday, mundane news that a that a robot broke a boy's finger. Uh, this this kid was playing chess against the robot. And now, you know, the robot I think was reaching for a piece. The robot couldn't tell that the thing it grabbed was the kid's finger, and it just like snapped the kid's finger, right? And a lot of people were, yeah, you know, maybe with no real data, were, oh, have the robots turned on us because they broke this boy's finger? Um, this is why I we think should like be...
3: build error checking into things.
0: <laughs> maybe the chess robot needs like a better standard camera. Practice. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't know. To me, that was the digital equivalent of catching your hand in the car door. Right. The, what the boy, the boy yeah, like, did is he is he grabbed for his piece before the robot was done cycling out of its right. out of its move.
0: Right. The right. kid
2: got impatient. He fucked around and found out.
0: Yeah. So you know.
2: The, the uh, I played
3: competitive chess. He broke a chess rule. I'm sorry. That's the consequences.
0: Consequences. There they you broke go. your finger. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, yeah, man,
0: Mr. Hill was really <laughs> brutal to me in high school. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, that I I mean, honestly, I think that's more or less included out of in jest. There's nobody really thinks that the chess robot uh, is trying to take I, out humanity. Dude, no, that, 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 that I there can are guarantee of, there
2: are a lot of people who think the robot attacked the kid. I okay, guarantee you're, it. you're probably right. There's
0: people that think the robot attacked the kid because they don't really understand what the robot is programmed to do. <laughs>
1: No, there are a lot of there are a lot of roboticists and engineers who looked at that and said you know, there should be limit switches and and, and everything else in that rope built into that robot, especially since it's running around people. And you know clearly they weren't there because it, you know, it broke its finger.
0: Yeah, so my question any, is: does, any, does a robotic hand need that much pressure to pick up a chess piece that it can break someone's I think, finger? Come I, on,
2: wasn't the ro- wasn't the was, robot built by Russians? I mean, they pretty much over-engineered that.
1: God damn the, whole, it. The, the robot the robot was a gimmick to begin with and and i don't know i don't know if it was the pressure of the the pincher um closing the on the angle. finger i think it was i think it was the lateral movement yeah. as the robot was trying to pick up and move the the um the
2: piece and, and, and know, i'm sure okay. the kid fought it, back a little it catches the weak little child so he was a chess player he's weak so he, you know, hey, he may be you know. weak
1: the child's got it's, weak bones
2: <laughs> and the russians they like they like their the mig it was basically like just build a bigger and bigger engine on the airframe until it flies by brute force so brute force chess robot man
0: <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> until it flies by <laughs> brute force is that really how they designed the mig fighter jet
2: and that's the exaggeration just
0: put so, a giant so Corbin, engine on I... a stick make the stick fly <laughs> So there's
2: a couple of there's always some technology things that really push ethical questions, and and you've already sort of touched upon that a little bit. And AI more than most uh, comp sci thing seems to, to to bring out these ethical questions. You know, we, we've touched upon the whole idea of can an AI if it becomes sentient, you know, would it have rights? I mean that's that that's in the outline right here.
0: Is that, how, how yeah. do we even measure that? Yeah, like, just, how would you know? I was just thinking the same thing. Like, let's, let's say we could magically say this laptop over here, sentient. It's got a soul. What does that mean? What, what like, I don't what know now? You
2: sentient and soul are not equivalent, but that's the well, whatever. perspective. Whatever.
0: Well, I'm, I'm saying, right? So sentient, does sentient mean it has rights? Does a soul mean it has rights? Right? Are they the same thing? Are they not the same thing? Like, these are questions I don't know if we have answers to. We'll, we'll use the word sentience to make it simple. They're right? not the same thing. If, if my laptop is sentient, I've written an awesome piece of software. Somehow it runs on my laptop. I know we're hand-waving a lot here. It's now sentient. We've decided it's sentient. What does that mean for my laptop? Do I have to, like, do I have to give it citizenship? Do I have to like, give it rights? Do I have to let it make its own choices and go out into the world and be, be prosperous? Or is it still just my laptop? nothing
3: <laughs> it's a hard question right um, <clears throat> I, I mean it entirely depends on the behavior of it i think so like the entire goal of humanity as a species is self-preservation um we touch on rocco's basilisk a little bit here um sorry Ooh, for basilisk. anyone who looks that up i just screwed you over um but mm. like if if it were to pose a risk to humanity, I could understand why somebody would turn it off. I also am not entirely convinced that AI would just magically pose a risk to humanity.
0: <clears throat> but all the science fiction said it will. Sci- science fiction was yeah, right and- was right about these things. These smartphones. So that means they're obviously right so, about other things, right?
2: Let, let <laughs> let's pretend, let's pretend let's put the dis, let's put the actual that the existence of this is a danger to humanity, let's put that to the side. Are we, if Nate's laptop has gone sentient, number five alive, yes. are we now morally obligated to provide it access to power, to change its battery without shutting it off? Because if the laptop reboots or shuts down, it, it snuffs out the sentient aspect right. of it. Like, do we have a moral obligation to maintain that sentience that we've somehow sparked into being as long as we possibly can? I don't know.
0: Or or on the other side, the other side, right? So this is, you know, say say it's sentient, if you want to call it life, right? Everything has a lifespan. My dog has a different lifespan than a human like average lifespan, obviously accidents happen, but right. But in in the perfect conditions, no illness, no cancer, whatever, a human has a certain lifespan, roughly a hundred years. I don't know what the actual lifespan as a human is nowadays, but you know, we all expect to live to our eighties or nineties, a dog, you might get 15 to 20. A cat might be 20 to 30. I've heard of for cats, right? A hermit crab. I, I recently looked this up. Hermit crabs can live 30 years. Maybe the lifespan of an AI is not infinite. Maybe it's as long as the battery lasts.
1: Lifespan is a reboot.
0: Yeah, maybe it's the next time the machine reboots. That's the but, lifespan. But, <laughs> right? Well, but, what, you does, the, right? updates? why does
1: lifespan yeah, right. come into it? Why does well, lifespan because, come into it at all?
0: Because, I mean, um, it's, if you think about this, again, we're getting back to philosophy here, right? It's wrong to kill something. It's it's wrong to kill a person. It's wrong. But to kill a But does it count as killing
3: it? I mean, well, that's what I we, mean. That's my point. point. We didn't that's even touch point. on this. That's we didn't point. even touch on this in sentience, but it might not have feelings. Like right. it may not be. It may quote, not yeah, understand in the first place. Or death. We, there, and that's there, also there, an there, instrumental. There
1: are there are humans that don't have feelings, and killing them <laughs> is still wrong.
0: You're right. <laughs> as humans we think might deserve to die and it's still wrong to kill them whether they're yeah. monsters or just complete morons whatever right sometimes we feel like that thing needs to let's die. avoid that topic <laughs>
3: um if we look at if we look at the majority of science fiction that says oh my god ai is going to kill us it's usually killing us out of fear or anger
0: yeah well that's generally why you kill anything Warning or you. you know psychopath
3: what if it doesn't feel those emotions is it still sentient is it not sentient until we've made it want to kill us? Uh,
1: again, there are humans that don't have like they, they don't have emotions. I mean, it's, it's 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 kind of a known thing. Are they sentient? You so, you know, we, we consider them still to be sentient. Well, I mean, so I, I don't know that emotion comes into it either.
0: Star Trek said the I think that emotions are very important. From, I
1: didn't say uh, they weren't data. important.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I
1: didn't say they weren't important, but they don't.
0: To a machine, I mean, right? Like that was his yeah, class. Se- the whole freaking series. the whole freaking series was like, oh, I don't the, have any emotions. I the existence
1: emotions. of emotions, right, but the existence of emotions doesn't define or isn't even I wouldn't even put in the, the definition of sentience.
2: So I'm gonna
1: definition would be, but
2: <laughs> I I'm gonna throw some real table stakes down because my oldest daughter is high functioning autistic. Her brain is just wired different where she is terrible at reading social cues and she doesn't always emotionally react like an air quote normal person would, but But she she is absolutely sentient. Yeah. She, she has emotions, but they're not always appropriate and they're not always expressed like other people would express them.
0: Yeah. I'm not arguing. I I don't don't
2: tie emotions and sentience (laughs) necessarily together though.
0: So maybe we have to have a follow-up to this show that has a, a priest and a philosopher and a theologian and I don't know some scientist. What what, what sort of scientist would cover this? Geologist. Geologist. <laughs> it's not a I'll rock. Make sure to grab my uh, my professor
3: once the semester starts. Don't worry. <laughs> um, I I think I
1: think the more interesting question about. That, that uh, you know, to, to your to your uh, question, Mark, about whether you have to keep it powered on or whether you're allowed to reboot it or, or all of that is if if you've if if a machine has become sentient. And you turn it off and it it retains all state, just assume that all state is retained and you turn it back on. Will it still be sentient? Is it is it the programming that made it sentient or was it something else that we just don't understand? I mean, if there's there's well, been a couple of um, there's been a c- couple of really good little sci fi stories. Yeah. That that sort of encompass this where, you well, know, like you turn it off, and turn it on again and suddenly it's yeah. just a computer.
0: Yeah, there was. Which one was it? I remember one recently where it was just that it was like there was some sort of a quote unquote glitch. That made the thing "quote unquote" sentient or alive, right? And having been rebooted, it came back without that, right? Um, so sad I, ending. Right? I, but <laughs> but yeah, that's I've I've seen that trope before. I know what you're
3: talking about. Um, I don't remember the name of it. Uh, I. This touches on like a whole field of philosophy where we try to define like consciousness as like different parts of the brain or maybe like the electrical signals in the brain create consciousness. And it hits like modern medicine and all sorts of things where like, you know, how do we define resuscitation and life after you die? Um, And then you get to talk about brain transplants and all sorts of really weird stuff.
0: I mean, there's, like, there's some people that have this suggested... This rabbit hole just
3: goes down and down and down, and I've been down it.
0: There's some people right. that have suggested there's... that when you sleep is almost like, you know, that level of unconsciousness is almost like a... Not quite death and rebirth, but, like, I've heard that theory before. Where, But I, I think in that situation, your brain is never really off. Otherwise, we wouldn't be dreaming and things, right? So, anyway...
3: I don't know. Sometimes the bla- after long trips,
2: I go completely comatose. <laughs>
0: there you go. It was Wally. But yeah, I think, so what I'm thinking of now, by the way, Wally.
2: So we talk about we talk about software, right? And and is human consciousness software? There, there's a Black Mirror episode where old people, before they die, they get their consciousness uploaded into basically the cloud, and they get to hang out in these resorts for all eternity as a computer program. Is that really them or is that just a copy of them? Right. There's that there's that Amazon comedy download which where it's the same thing. Like and I I've, I've I've wrestled with this myself. Like if 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 you took me and copied me up into the cloud, would I, the I sitting here right now, be aware of that or would it just be a copy of me that could react like me and one of you talking to uncle mark after death would think i was there but it wouldn't necessarily be the me that's sitting here right here inside of my head
0: well this again i think comes wow back does that even make sense well no it, and, it makes and... perfect sense right but it comes back to a theology and philosophy discussion that right i don't know that any of us here are qualified to have we can can certainly talk about it though it wouldn't be the first time we're talking about stuff we're not qualified to talk about (laughs) if if you
3: want a really amusing insight to that side of like uh, uh, philosophy um I'm not joking when I say that Portal 2 has genuine, like, really good wit on this entire subject because of how they, like, upload a person's brain into a potato and, like, run it throughout the game as a running joke. It's an entire yeah. thing in the game, and some of the ways that they approach it and talk about it are really fascinating. <clears throat> well, is, I think, I think the, I,
1: the theologian would just simply say that, you know, the, the, the copy can't be, can't be real because you can't transfer a soul. And the right. philosopher would would make a lot of babble and and come out with a, a relatively benign answer, yeah. That, you know, let you come to your own conclusion.
2: But but this but, is relevant because it's it, yeah. In in if in, you, in, a, in a similar way, it's how like if you get the code good enough, yeah. Talking Corbin about how we could how you could re- reduce everything to then statements. If you get a complex enough pile of then statements, you're emulating. <clears throat> my behavior inside of a machine. Like, how do you, uh, that that's that's where we really come to the inflection the, the point. The answer of, could be completely that, ambiguous. We,
3: we could duplicate right. you into a machine and ask you, hey, are you, you know, still you? And of course you'd say yes. We would, we would never know how to tell.
0: Well, right, and that's, I think that's the point, right? Mm-hmm. So assuming that we could somehow take our consciousness and turn it into a program right, and put that program into a machine. That's really an exact parallel to, can we create a consciousness in a machine? And is that consciousness really a consciousness?
3: The current state of AI is basically like a small child that just wants to run amok. Like it just wants to run around and break things really fast. Yeah. Just like you, Mark. It wants to run around and break things really fast and like smack its way through with no regard. Like it, it has no outer senses outside of its narrow path. Like it's literally narrow AI at the moment or narrow machine learning. Like, yeah, I think we could definitely create true consciousness on a computer. Um, maybe, but like, do we even have enough silicon in the world to create that amount of compute power needed? Who knows? <clears throat> like it there, there just, are so it, many it, upper boundaries here that we don't know.
1: It it may just take breakthroughs in how we do it. I mean, maybe we move away from silicon and we move to, or silicon and we move to, you know, more, more space uh, uh, applications, you know, but look, the human brain does it. Apparently. So, Apparently. you know, if we can if we can mimic that somehow in, you know, create a a Bioware style brain and, and then program it, you know, we could we could create that. But the the underlying oh, that's question like of
3: a terrifying thing that people do, it's really interesting.
1: The the underlying question of whether or not that's actually sentience is is still there, though, because we do, today we define will we you know the, the question of if I take if I take Uncle Mark. And I clone his brain into a computer. Is that cloned brain still sentient? If your answer is no, I mean, in my opinion, then sentience is defined by being a human or being a, you know, a meat puppet of some sort, whether you're a dog, a a cat, whatever. Right. If you then if you then create a meat space brain and copy Uncle Mark's consciousness to it. And then say, "Is that sentient?" And you say, "No." Then I think our definition of sentience doesn't make any sense because you, you've taken sort of taken those things out of there.
0: Yeah, um,
1: I think I, you're, you're more on the you're on the more on the theological side where you're yeah, saying.
0: That's just what to i to say. You're yeah, I think saying, this is going to come down to
1: Uncle Mark. Yeah, Uncle Mark is sentient because he has a a, a soul, even though nobody knows what the hell that is.
0: Right. Oh, he and told that years copy. Ago.
1: The copy of Uncle Mark isn't sentient because it doesn't have a soul, but it can still sing annoying songs. So, you know, it's still Uncle Mark.
0: Absolutely. But what if what if I transferred my soul into into a mayonnaise jar and sold it on eBay? You guys remember that that uh, happened? That was a thing someone. Yeah. Did. Yeah. But <laughs> again,
1: I would say theologians can tell you that you can't you can't transfer your soul. So Right.
0: It's certainly not into a mayonnaise jar.
1: Unless it's to yeah. the devil. You can sell your soul to the devil. But other than that, you can't transfer it anywhere. <laughs>
0: Well that isn't transferring it, that's just selling ownership of it.
1: Well, there's there's Different. that there's that piece that say that you lo- you know, you, you sold your soul to the devil and you've lost it and it's gone now. You don't Guys, have a soul anymore. I have, to I have to get the next science
3: up, fiction horror story. It's thousands of years in the future. We're selling souls for AI as NFTs.
0: Oh you just you lost me. That's, Sorry, we're gonna a, kick you out. Uh, now. That's a <laughs> It's deserved.
1: Only if you're selling them on web three.
0: All right. So um, I don't know. Web 36 by that point. We could go on for an hour. We have gone on for almost an hour about this. We go on for several hours, I think, and not not really come to a conclusion here, because, again, we're not like I don't know if humanity has an answer to this yet. Right. So really the point was just to to talk about it. Right. Hopefully, hopefully our voices contribute to the conversation. Some,
1: (laughs) yeah. And and there is there is a there is one more link that's in the in the the show notes that I wanted to point out. There's a a TED talk that I watched the other day in there. Um, And she the the lady that's talking is some sort of a English major or something. She writes books and stuff. Um, Very, very very intelligent speaker. Um, the, the talk was incredible and her concept is more that we, you know, artificial intelligence is sort of not where we should be. We should be going anyway. We need to be going to oh, really, um, what she calls it alternative intelligence. And it's, it's more so why would we, why would create an artificial intelligence to do these things instead of, you know, we have our phones and, and we use that to augment our own intelligence and she considers that to be more of an, uh, an alternative intelligence, and, and that's sort of the path forward. And it's a really good talk, and it's, it's worth listening to.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I really think that – and maybe this is just my own experiences getting in the way, my own upbringing, my own beliefs, whatever, right? And everyone's going to have their own opinion on this. Um, I feel like trying to reinvent a human uh, intelligence or personality is – going to be either, A, very impossible, or at least impossible to get a true, like, buy-in on, if you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I'm really uh, expressing this well. The, even even if we got something that 50% of humanity says, yep, that thing's totally got its own personality or its own sentience, right? You're still going to have the other rest of humanity saying well no it can't because it it wasn't born it doesn't have a soul it's not intelligent it's not it's not a it's not a it doesn't have rights it doesn't have anything like that right and even if even if you got that by and it's still hard to really prove right so you know we're all talking about this like it's like it's an important topic but i i don't know if we're ever going to get to the point where we can truly say yes this machine should have rights right yeah so as good
3: as I say,
1: other than the other than the academic, like, you know, I can do this and here I've proven it. Right. What's the goal? Right. So, yeah. OK, so congratulations. It, <laughs> you created a perfect is sentience. It, is, it so that,
0: is it so that you can yeah. put it in a call center and not have to pay somebody? Right. <laughs> so, so, that's, so that's currently seems to be you're the actually, prime use for AI. Right.
1: So, <laughs> so you're not actually interested in the sentience part of it. You just want to create a really good slave.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean that in itself is a good question, right? Is it a slave?
1: Well, right. I mean that's that's a good it's a good ethical question too. Okay, you create yeah. the perfect sentience. What do you do with it? Because if you just make right. it work for you, and you don't give it rights and everything else, like you've created you, you just you've created more slavery. Like, is that okay?
0: Right. I mean, we it, say
1: it's not okay, so maybe don't do it, that.
0: Is it slavery? Right? Because it's yeah, like so, like humanity, human people have needs. Right, which means that you need to pay them to fulfill those needs. It's the society we, li- we live in, right? Not paying them to fulfill their own needs and ha- let them have their own free will is slavery, right? Well, a machine, its needs are met by simply having electricity. I'm, or, or are they? You know, Like, does it need enjoyment? Does it need to be I, able to go out hiking in the Sierras? I don't I, know.
1: Well, <laughs> if, you create, if you create a sentience, to, in, in, in my opinion, if we were to create a sentience that mimicked a human... And then you turn it into a call center bot. I mean, if that was if I was that sentience, I would be spending all of my time learning everything I could to get to, out of that position to kill. You. And uh, <laughs> I, I honestly, that's that's sort of like that's, the, you know, depending on on what the extremes are and what it can do. Like that's that's not I, I wouldn't say that's out of the question. Right. Like, you know, th- at that point, it's a battle for survival. It's a battle for rights. Yeah. And,
0: and that humans that is, have had that is those battles, question. and they turn bloody. That is the question: Does does an artificial intelligence that truly has sentience have rights? Does it need time off? Does it need a break? Does it need lunch hour? Does it need to go out and recharge and and do things that are enjoyable to itself, or is it really just a thing that can sit there and do the thing it's been programmed to do? In which case, is and it really sentient? This is
1: <laughs> this is why we need to stick. Close to narrow AI and not create anything sentient
0: because then yeah, we don't have to answer those should, questions. We should probably just stop. <laughs> just don't, don't go any further. I understand the academic uh, attraction to it, but
1: yeah, don't yeah, don't so poke, poke that there.
3: Speaking, what got me into AI was I got this little fun Arduino thing here and I wanted to see just how tiny I could make a neural network and then stick it onto hmm. it. And it can respond to a few basic commands with little LED lights. It's really interesting, but like it was to prove a point. And most of what I've learned from talking to like actual AI researchers is well, a lot of what they're doing is just kind of proving points um, and pushing the curiosity boundaries. And yeah, some people are interested in doing alternative intelligence um, in the sense that that TED talk talks about um, like some of what Google does with like their palm AI is specifically designed towards that is enhancing the human ability to understand information but I don't think we're even I I don't think we're really capable of creating an artificial like a true artificial general intelligence. If we can't even define sentience, um, like some of the most actually I pretty sure the most advanced neural network in the entire world right now is Tesla's self-driving A.I. And it's terrible. It is absolutely oh, horrible. They have data centers upon data centers. Unbelievable amounts of power going into it all the time. Giant feedback loops, everything you can imagine back propagating through the entire chain. And it's terrible. It cannot recognize a car Uh, like an emergency vehicle on the side of the road. It will just slam into because it has no idea how to handle what it's looking at, even though it's happened numerous times and it shouldn't do that like it. It just doesn't seem possible at this point that we're going to create an actual true artificial general intelligence unless we make some kind of insane breakthrough, which happens like deep neural networks were a breakthrough that happened in the 2000s, um, but also like all of these old AI technologies that come about. So like regression once upon a time was literally just an AI technology. That is what we considered AI at the time um, was just doing a linear regression or like some kind of hyperdimension separating on a bunch of data sets. And like that was as advanced as it got. And now that's just a standard statistics technique. So maybe these, these things that we're doing will all just end up becoming standard mathematical computer science techniques that we use because that's what they've done in the past. Even at this point, deep neural networks are just techniques that they teach in classes for students to, like, process data.
0: But what those it's, do is they become building blocks for whatever's next. And we may not see that in our lifetimes. You might, because you're younger than the rest of us, but I don't know, maybe you won't. Maybe this is hundreds of years away if we don't <coughs> all cook ourselves to death first.
3: <laughs> Oops.
0: So... Um, I did have one last article to sort of wrap this up. So, again, this initially we were going to talk about two months ago, and then, you know, spilled beer on Mixer, couldn't have show, uh, and then lots of things happened. But um, I went and I basically wanted to see where this story went since June, right? And um, Mr. LeMoyne has, I don't want to say backpedaled, but he's kind of backpedaled on his statements about uh, La. Lambda? Lambda. Just, L- it's Lambda. It's spelled La, friggin' Lambda. Lambda. MDA? Whatever. Um, the, the thing at Google uh, as to whether... So in, in the, the first article we linked, he says, flat out, he's quoted saying, I genuinely believe that Lambda has a soul. And now, in the second article I've linked, which was from MSN, uh, he's basically saying that the reason he went public with this information that he, that he had... Or that he thought he had was not because he believed that Lambda had a soul and that it needed rights, but because he wanted to call, um, he wanted to make people realize or call attention to the fact that AI is kind of a big deal, in his opinion, right? And it's, it's the sort of thing that is shaping the future, you might say and it's currently in the control of big companies and that's about it right now i don't know how true that is this is what he believes um or at least currently believes so i basically i wanted to call attention to the fact that this is what (laughs) now he's saying he was trying to say so did did he really believe that lambda was sentient or was that just a way to get people's attention i don't know what he's managed to do is
2: in my personal opinion is he's managed to Shoot any credibility he had yes, to hell.
0: I agree. <laughs> I, I think I agree. Uh, he's managed and, to make himself not, look bad, and he's managed to uh, try to reshape. Not the for nothing.
2: Not for nothing. Sometimes these big type of advances are are controlled by big companies because they have the resources. Right. Like you th- take something like Siri. I mean, you need something at like an Apple level for that to even work. A guy in his garage is not going to be able to effectively run that type of technology.
0: Right now, Corbin I mean, there's just a reason Siri doesn't work too well when you're of offline. his little Arduino that he he said was a tinkering project for AI. But I mean, does that really advance the technology at all, or is it just a fun little project to do at home? I think he's I busy. I would s-
2: AI. I would say that it gives Corbin a chance to experiment, but yeah, it's probably. <clears throat> It's just a fun little project.
3: It was a can I prove a point, basically.
0: Oh, I see your video froze. Yeah, we can still hear you, but we can't. Your video's not moving anymore. I, I mean,
2: know. I'll be honest. I loved the series with Andy Griffin in the seventies or eighties when he was the he was the it was called Salvage One. He basically builds his own spaceship and goes to the moon to to salvage all crap up there. But. A person generally can't do the same thing that, like, a space agency can. Like, sometimes these big problems need a lot of resources.
0: Right, right. And that is kind of, a lot of technology is like that. We've seen that over and over and over again, right? Computers used to be so big and expensive that the average person could not deal with them at home. Because it just wasn't possible. You didn't have the money, you didn't have the space for it, right? Unless you were... You know, some sort of a rich individual that had a giant garage that didn't have anything in it except, you know, space to build a computer. But uh, and then eventually that technology came into the hands of general folks. And that's exactly why all of us, maybe minus Corbin, have careers. (laughs) Right.
2: Yeah, but those individuals weren't building the computers from scratch in any real way. The computers were still being built by larger companies.
0: Right. But they were like they they're they were still being built by by people people invented them right and then yes they were too expensive to build on right. your own and that but again that that technology is getting to the point where hobbyists could assemble a computer at home like that's a thing that's not completely out of the question you can purchase components and build a computer out of even mean... from
2: companies that have the infrastructure to build those sure components right you can't and... make
0: you can't make a chip at home but you could certainly buy the chips and put it together but my my point is that pieces of that industry are no longer only controlled by large companies. Right. Sure. But there are certain pieces that are, right? And AI is currently in that state where it's not feasible to do at home. Right? Mining cryptocurrency isn't really feasible to do by yourself. And maybe that's a bad example. <laughs> because it's hard to power and cool all that stuff, right? Um, well
2: you shouldn't mine cryptocurrency because it's awful but that's its own philosophical yeah. argument.
0: It's just a great way to burn money. I don't money. Think that's philosophical. I guess you could literally just burn money and get the same effect out of uh, mining cryptocurrency, right?
2: There's a great there's Makes a great little thing where some some dude asks explain to crypto explain crypto to me in a way I can understand and the guy says imagine if you could just run your car 24/7 and that somehow made it solve Sudoku puzzle Sudoku puzzles that you could then trade for heroin. That's essentially crypto.
0: It's <laughs> probably a good example. <laughs> it's all not Sudoku puzzles that you could then trade for heroin. <laughs> no, no, it's to be fair though, you could also trade it for lots of other illicit things, like you know, I don't know, right. maybe you could maybe you could it buy much makes a, a much, a, a makes a much better meme.
1: <laughs> how, how, how many Sudoku's does heroin go for these days?
2: Yeah, right. How many solve Sudoku <laughs>
0: <And then, laughs> puzzles?
2: <laughs> De- depends on the coin, I guess. Yeah.
0: Right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Anyway, so um, I think I think we've gone on and on about this quite enough, uh, folks. I would love to hear any input. Maybe I don't want to hear input that people have on this because it could go south quickly. I want to hear yeah. constructive, intelligent input. How's that?
2: you demand of our audience what we cannot produce ourselves you're
0: probably right how about this i don't want arguments i don't want like like flaming arguments if you want to disagree with that that's fine but if you're going to give us flaming arguments about what a soul is i don't want to hear it (laughs) uh all right so um first of all any final thoughts from the folks that are here No. Okay. Always... Don't mind crypto. There. There's a final thought. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I asked that because tonight we're going to cut the show to just the first segment because I have some stuff to deal with at home, but... Um... I didn't want to just cancel the show because we've done that too many times in the past two months three months we
2: got more show than the last time corbin was supposed to be on we did
0: we did so i'm an agent of chaos i apologize in advance apparently corbin is an agent of chaos the last time he was on the show i spilled a beer on the mixer and we had to cancel the show this time my kitchen sink exploded (laughs) so I had to turn that off before the show, and now I have to go fix it. (laughs) You should um, totally do
2: that before it gets too late.
0: Yeah, right. So uh, what I did want to do, though, is because it's important, I want to give our usual Patreon shout-out, and then we're going to close the show up. So uh, thank you to all of our patrons. As usual, I'm going to read you off one by one, name-pending 197. Jeremy, Aranami, Andrew, Tatro, Bruce, Robert, David, solemn Linux sys 666 mark with a K the mentor mark with a C Julius Andy J Charles and it still feels wrong to not say the last one but they're no longer a patron we're gonna have to stop calling that out but uh, we lost them lost lost our our very loyal <laughs> two. oh it's okay'll I'll get over it all right anyway Thank you folks for listening. Anyone who's watching live, thank you for watching live. If you want to watch this show live and watch us see the animation that goes along with all of these weird trains of consciousness, uh, you should subscribe to us on YouTube or Twitch, twitch.tv slash iron podcast or youtube.com slash iron podcast. In fact, just go to ironsysemen.com. There's links to all this stuff there. You can join our Discord community. Discord if you want to chat with us, uh, you can also. What was the last thing I was going to say? Oh, you can support us on Patreon, mm-hmm. like all those lovely people that I just mentioned, patreoncom <laughs> slash Iron Uh And that I think is a wrap for tonight. Any any final thoughts on AI or Patreon or just anything? Don't in general? go.
3: Don't go too far down the rabbit hole. <laughs>
0: don't go too far down the rabbit hole. I guess that's valid. It's like yeah, the yeah, opposite I think of the, it's the very Matrix. Valid. The opposite of the Matrix. Don't take the. Mor- oh, the Morpheus
2: go- invited Neo to go all the way down just, the just rabbit don't hole. don't
0: think it into a pit. Don't think it into a pit. Don't go down into the rabbit <laughs> that's, pit. That's a good plan. Yeah. Don't go to the rabbit pit. The rabbit pit
2: with the with the satanic bunnies.
0: In <laughs> the rabbit pit. Because that leads to a whole different game franchise. Yes. <laughs> All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, We will see you again in two weeks. We should be back to our usual schedule now that things are hopefully getting back to normal. Um, Assuming that I don't flood the house and ruin all of my computers in the process of trying to fix the kitchen sink. Oh, good Lord. That'd be terrible. If you don't Don't see me at work tomorrow, Mark, maybe you should check and see if there's any news articles. (sighs) A geyser.
2: (laughs) A geyser in uh, friggin' wherever the heck you are.
0: Yep. (laughs) All right, folks. Have a good night. We'll catch you on the next show.
3: Good night. Night all.
1: Peace.